Good afternoon. I am Onyx Stone and welcome to Believe. As promised, this week we're going to be beginning a three-part conversation around loss, grief, and trauma. But today we're just going to focus on loss. If you've been following the news, then you know as of today, globally, there are 1,331,032 cases of COVID-19. Out of that number, there has been a global death toll of 73,917. In the United States, we have a caseload of 3,000. 350, excuse me, 356,942 cases. And out of that, we have a death toll of 10,524 deaths. That is a lot. I believe it was on yesterday's news. Uh, news conference, the Surgeon General said this week is going to be the hardest and the saddest for Americans, describing it as a Pearl Harbor moment and a 9-11 moment. I'll be honest with you, I don't know much about Pearl Harbor beyond the movie that I like, but I was around for 9-11. And 9-11 came very unexpectedly, very suddenly. I remember what I was doing. I remember where I was. Um, and I remember just this feeling of, of just emptiness that washed over me as they kept playing over and over and over the scene of these two massive planes crashing into the Twin Towers. Excuse me, I remember I got home and... All I did was watch the news, watch the news, watch news. I didn't know anyone in New York. I didn't know anyone who um, worked in the Twin Towers for any of the companies, or at least I didn't think I did. I did not um, know anyone who was directly attached to this, this event. But all I remember is my feeling of hopelessness and despair and uh, now that I know what it is, this trauma of myself just sitting there watching it over and over and over and realizing um, the huge loss that had occurred. And with 911, the 2,606 Americans who lost their lives, uh, more than 6,000 injured. And then there's this this number that we can't count beyond anything we could ever fathom who experienced the tragedy of it all, the loss, the heaviness, the grief, the, the trauma of it all. And, and I'm sure like myself, I can't talk for you, but I can tell you that I am in that number. Um, the COVID-19, the coronavirus has been just a an immediate sudden loss that just happened at one time. Um, for some people, it was just 
boom, 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 they lost their um, their jobs. At the time they were losing their jobs, they lost their health care. As they were uh, finding out they lost their health care, they found out they were diagnosed with the virus and they were positive and, and all that comes with that. For others, they were given the blessing of being able to uh, telework, work from home, or you know, jobs have suddenly become very flexible in the management of time. And that's only so we keep the social distancing, the physical, it's not social, the physical distancing practices that everyone is not in a crowded office piled one on top of the other breathing on top of one another at the same time. And, um, we've been given the, the, the blessing of being able to, to do some work from home. Um, but the loss that came with that, um, I have said that for as, as school is socially, um, nurturing for children so work in a sense is socially nurturing for adults it's our our uh, our connection to um, a huge chunk of our world and our life and our time and for even those who complain about their jobs either not liking their jobs not liking the people that they work with um, this has probably been a loss that you didn't even expect to see coming because you really don't really like those people maybe Right. There are people who you work with and they become family over time. Um, And then there are those people you work with and you don't like them. Can't wait till Friday on Monday. That's all you talk about is when is Friday going to get here? But this sudden impact of now not being able to get up, get ready, go into the office, the commute, all that comes with that. You know, it has been a loss. And. Not to minimize the death toll that has come out of this, um, I personally am very concerned about the amount of collective global grief that will be experienced and, and that the trauma that will linger um, probably for the rest of our natural living lives here on earth as a result of the coronavirus. So not to minimize um, the physical loss, that, that the primary loss of people losing their lives. Um, we cannot replace that. Um, and so my heart and my prayers are with those individuals and their family members. For those who have experienced losses, now the the of trying to get a service together, a service that, you know, is going to be very different than what it may have been three months ago because of social, excuse me, physical, dis, <laughs> physical distancing and what that means to really put something together that is reflective of the life of your loved one under such great sadness. Um, the losses that we have experienced from COVID-19, the coronavirus, no one saw coming. It wasn't something that we could prepare for. And let me just stop right here. The government knew. Mm -hmm. People with information, people with power, people with resources and money, they knew. Um, if you listen to the news reports, it's been said over and over that 
they were aware that something was happening, that a pandemic was coming. Um, but for the the regular person, yourself and myself, we were caught completely off guard. Um, one day we were going about our lives, doing whatever it is that we do. And then the next moment, they're telling us to either shelter in place or they're telling us that our jobs, because we're not essential workers, we have to stay home. Um, so you scramble. Many people ran to the stores to 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 get something just to kind of carry them over because we didn't really know what the outcome was going to be. Got to the stores, nothing is there. Now the fear and the panic sets in. Oh my God, oh my God, what am I going to do? And so the collective loss, the loss of your energy. You know, let's talk about energy very briefly I cannot get my energy back from trying to gather, that's what I'm going to call it, gather and hunt for what I needed as basics <laughs> when when the virus hit. Um, and, and I can't get my energy back, right? Um, energy is, I believe, energy is this invisible life source. It, it, it fuels us and we have to protect our energies, our spirits, our light at all time and all costs. Protect your heart, guard your heart, the Bible tells us. Excuse me. And so all of these collective losses. So there's the loss of life from the loss of life that people have experienced with the loss of their loved ones. If the loved one was a primary breadwinner or the person who worked, there's the loss of income. And even if they weren't, right, that this person made some contribution somewhere, whether it was in their family, whether it was in their uh, religious settings, whether it was in the community. Um, now there's that loss of income. There's the loss of their physical presence and manifestation of who they were, um, that beyond them just being a person, there was a way in which they showed up in the world and did the things that only they could do because they were them. That's a loss. Um, and all of the losses that will come from that, the emotional connection that people had with them, um, the spiritual connection that people had with them, the cultural connections, um, on and on and on. So this, this thing called loss, I don't think we really think about very often how loss is, is, is many times as, or as much as we may want to dismiss it, how how big it actually is. Um, recently, I was having a conversation with some black women and one of the, the, the women was talking about her hair coming out. Um, anybody who knows anything about black women knows that black women's hair is sacred. We don't like people to touch our hair unless you're invited. And actually, you shouldn't be putting your hands on anybody unless they invite you to do that anyway. Outside of that, it would be considered an assault. So we don't like our hair to be assaulted because people want to touch it. Don't touch folks' hair. Don't touch folks unless they invite you and I to do so. But but this sister was talking about her her hair and the loss of her hair. And even though it was a group chat, um, a virtual group chat through texting, um, I could feel 
the heaviness of what the loss of her hair was doing to her. Um, also in this conversation, it came out um, conversations among friends about infertility. And I spoke about my own challenges that I did not know at 24 what infertility was when I got married. I just thought I'm going to get married. We're going to have a baby and our baby's going to be cute and chocolate. (laughs) And that never happened. Um, And so all of the losses that came with that, there was, you know, the loss of a dream that being a mother was something I had dreamed about since I was a little girl. You know, it was a dream that I never imagined would not come true for me. As a matter of fact, why wouldn't it come true for me? But it was a dream that never came true for me. Um, And with the loss of the dream, it was the loss of all the hopes that I had attached. So it was, it was the dream of being the mother. And then it was the dreams that were attached to the main dream. And all of that was attached to me. And it wasn't until I could actually get some, some language for myself, you know, the definitions like infertile. Hmm. What is that? Let me go see what that is. Fertility issues, huh? Never don't know what that is. Never heard anybody in my family talk about that. Gotta go do some more research, right? But what all of the the information was doing for me was while it was it was informing me, it was opening up the hurts that I had. It was opening up um, the 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 pain that I had attached to it. But at the same time, it was opening me up to healing. You know, that that the loss is going to come. I have to, you have to, we have to get to a place where we can grieve these things. Right now, we are not in a place where we can grieve as a country, as a nation, um, even as individuals, as families, as communities, um, certainly as a world, that COVID-19 has caught us off guard. It has caught us completely unaware and uh, we weren't prepared for it. We weren't ready for it, but we can journey through it. It's hard to do that right now because every day the numbers keep rising. Every day the information becomes um, a little bit more dire. Um, There was a, a, a little bit of good news today as I watched De facto, President Andrew Cuomo state that somewhat the numbers, the death toll in New York um, had kind of dipped a little bit. But even he said, you know, in light of everything, this really is not good news. It's, 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 it's we accept it and it's good news, but it's not the greatest news for us to celebrate. We're not over the hurdle. We're not over the hill. And sometimes that's what happens in our losses. Um, you and I will spend so much time at the base of the hill, right? We, we know what happened to us. I know how I felt in my shock and, and in my anger and in my disbelief. And I know how I felt, how my body felt, how my spirit felt, how my heart and how my mind felt. And I didn't like that feeling. And to move forward was just going to cause me too much pain. And so oftentimes we just stay at the base of the hill, waiting, 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 and waiting. And today we're all waiting. Um, Yesterday was Palm Sunday for the Christian church. And uh, 
Palm Sunday is, you know, one of the high times we're headed into this week, this sacred time known as Holy Week. And uh, between yesterday and Friday, it's this Friday coming up, which will be Good Friday. Um, it's going to be a long journey. Normally for Good Friday, everyone Many people, not everyone, but people will venture into their worship spaces and there will be a Good Friday service centered around the seven last words or the seven mini sermons, the final words of Jesus before he's crucified. And this year, everyone had to get creative and think of a new way to do this thing because we can't do it the way we've done it so often as in times past and Sunday comes, you know, we sit in the silence and the heaviness of of Holy Saturday as the women are working and we and we get familiar with what loss feels like. It's uncomfortable, it's heavy, it's sad. It's unwelcomed. But we still have a loss. What do we do with that? So many times, a lot of times when I'm talking to people or we're in conversation about things and I'm hearing how, even for myself, so much has happened and so much goes on or has occurred that it's almost hard for me to say, that's what that is. I didn't know that that was something I lost that I even needed to grieve. And we're carrying things around. Again, COVID-19 is just one more thing that attached to all the other things that you and I were dealing with. The magnitude of COVID-19 and how it has caught us off guard and unaware is just that one more thing because we can't handle it. So this loss of security for some, this loss of control, this loss of freedom, this loss of opportunities, this loss of vacations, this loss of the future that you had planned, the the plans that you made because it was 2020 and you said this was going to be your year. All of that is a loss. All of it. Don't minimize it. Maximize it. Recognize it. Feel it. That happened. It's real. No, it certainly does not compare to the loss of human life. Nothing can replace life. This is why they are urging with social distancing for you and I to do our part. Part of the part that we will need to do is grieve this entire experience. Um, Often we hear about in generations past that, um, especially within our families, right? This intergenerational trauma. Um, And um, without even recognizing it or being aware of it, um, the trauma that happened to our ancestors long ago in slavery, um, if you follow your family patterns, your family trees, or do even a family genogram, um, you'll be able to see the connection 
I'll share this. Recently, I had to do a genogram for um, for my family and I was doing it, uh, particularly I was looking at my father's side of the family where his mother, my grandmother, who I've never met, um, she had a total, I believe she bore 17 children. Out of the 17 children, 11 died, six lived. Um, and then here you have, me, her granddaughter, and I was never able to have any children. But um, as I was looking at my grandmother's life, um, this woman that I don't know, I was able to create a story for her, a narrative for her that honored who she was, um, that honors who she is because a part of her spirit has been passed down to me. And, and as I was doing the, the genogram and working through um, the writing about my family history, um, I saw her as this woman with a series of losses. And, and one of the main things was, of course, the loss of, you know, her children the loss of these 11 children that she had and and how similar in a lot of ways she and I were these babies that we would never get to hold and and so often we're we're so quick to skip over dismiss negate forget the things that actually enrich our stories um they color our lives even though they're sad and so Recognize that for yourself, right? Whatever the loss has been for you in this season, these past few weeks, listen, if you're doing the right thing, if you are adhering to the boundaries of social distancing and doing your part, um, if you are a person who has been washing your hands, praise the Lord, thank Jesus, thank God for you, because we should have been doing that before COVID. That's a whole nother topic of discussion. But if you are the person who has been um, washing your hands and wiping down surfaces, coughing in your sleep, listen, I'm going to praise God for you. If you just got on board with doing that, thank you. Um, but if you if you are the person and you're doing the best you can in spite of the loss that you've had, celebrate that. Because right now, that's a win. And I don't know about you, but I feel all of humanity needs a win. Um, together, we can do this. And together, we can continue to believe that healing is on the way in spite of, despite the magnitude of loss. I'm Onyx Stone. Thank you so much for being with me today on Believe, and we will be back with you on Wednesday as we talk about grief. Enjoy your day.